Hey out there in podcast land, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. We have a juicy one today. We're going to be in the book of 2 Thessalonians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read from the New American Standard Bible, and it reads, Finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified, just as it also was with you, and that we will be rescued from troublesome and evil people, for not all have the faith. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you that you are doing and will do what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to persevere and to the pre- perseverance of Christ. Couldn't get that word out. <laughs> so today we have a prayer from the Apostle Paul that he prayed, that he asked, actually, it's a prayer request that he asked for the church in Thessalonica. Notice he's requesting prayer for his missionary journey. He asked that God remove the obstacles that would hinder them from being able to spread the gospel, them meaning him and his companion. I can't remember who was with him while he was um, writing here to the church in Thessalonica. But so he never traveled by himself. So when I say them, it's him and his companions. But he's praying that the gospel spread. So he asked for this not so that it would be easier for him or his companions, but so that the message of Jesus would be received. If you read the epistles that Paul wrote, he never prays really for an evil, not evil, an easy life. He always prays that we are strengthened and that they can endure what is they are to face the road ahead. Now, it is in one of his epistles where he talks about he prayed to the Lord to take a thorn from his side, and God said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so that was the only time where I see Paul like praying for, could you just lighten this up a little bit? But as soon as God gave him the answer, he was like, okay, got it, and he marches on. Paul understood that it would be difficult times, right? And so this prayer request is no different He's asking for them to pray for his strength, to remove the troublesome and evil people that would hinder the gospel from being spread, right? But he culminates this little prayer request with um, the faithfulness of Christ and how he wraps it back to the believers there in Thessalonica about their witness. It's kind of slick, right? (laughs) Paul is an excellent orator, not orator, but writer, I guess, in what I have been told in my um, seminary classes is the first theologian. (laughs) He points them back to why they are to continue, why they're to continue with their faith walk. And it is because their confidence is to be rooted in Christ. And he adds this simple phrase in verse five, which I love. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the perseverance of Christ. He wanted them to remember the love God had for them that was demonstrated in Christ through his resurrection, right? Death and resurrection. And how Jesus didn't sway from the plan. He persevered. His perseverance that took him from a cradle to the cross that was hard and harsh. A hard and harsh road. But Jesus stuck with it 
for you and for me. For me, this is no coincidence that Paul draws a parallel between what Christ endured to what the Christians are enduring in the first century and actually to what Christ is asking you and me to endure today. What are we currently being asked to endure for Christ? The hardship of caregiving, perhaps? (laughs) The hardship of being a single mother? The hardship of being a single dad? Because there's single dads out there too. The hardship of marriage, right? (laughs) Everything is not always rainbows and unicorns. They're hardships, this life, hardships. Granted, they may not be life-threatening as our Savior's ultimate mission was, but they are all still very crucial because once again, our lives are the window that God uses to draw others to see him. He uses us. Come on, wouldn't everyone want to come to Christ if it was going to be roses and unicorns? But would they come with with sincere hearts? truly seeking God or would they be more like the multitudes that um, drew close to Jesus just to see him perform the miracles and to hear him speak because he was a great orator few understood who he was and what his ultimate purpose was heck his disciples didn't necessarily grasp it until it had been accomplished no people would just come to him for what he could give them Yet, who would surrender to a life where they know it's going to be hard? Well, Jesus did, and that's what he's asking us to do. Being a Christian in in this world, in a world that is the antithesis of the kingdom of God, is, is where we are right now. And it's hard. Because we'll be ridiculed for being a Christian at times. I remember when I was growing up, I was in middle school, and I was doing pretty good in middle school. I was kind of a quiet kid. And I remember this one girl. I I don't remember what necessarily was going on, but I I remember that I was doing my work, and I got A's and B's. And I remember her name was Andrea. And, And there was a conversation, and I remember her saying, Oh, Greta, she's a Christian. And I remember looking up from my, you know, from my desk like, Well, isn't everybody a Christian? Like, what what's going on? I took it as a badge of honor. But I realized that's not quite how she meant it. Like, I was a nerd. I wasn't going to go smoke weed with them. I think that was it. No, she's a Christian. (laughs) You'll be ridiculed for it. For standing up for what is right. People won't understand it. Us being Christians, they will challenge us. And sometimes they'll try to trap us or sabotage us. I mean, we all may experience that. And at times it's going to be difficult for for us, I believe, to separate the act of what these people are doing from the person. I think that's the level of maturity few of us will reach. (laughs) But what we should strive for. Because make no mistake, at the heart of the evil and the hatefulness and the schemes that we may face or see, is the face of the enemy. It's at the he's at the root of all of it. And if we can remember what Christ endured for us, then that is to help us endure what we must for him. The waiting will be worth the wait. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for being a God who 
doesn't necessarily make things easy for us. As we are learning more through your word, we're understanding that the hardships of the world are what really form our character in you. And so just as Paul made the request through the church of Thessalonica to help strengthen him and to remove the obstacles that would keep your word from going forward, that's what we ask of you today. We don't ask you to make things easy for us because we want to be really rooted and mature in our relationship with you. What we ask you, Father, is to give us the strength to endure, that our minds be reminded of what our Savior did for us that will propel us to persevere through the various seasons that we find ourselves in throughout our lives. Help us to allow you to use our lives to spread the gospel of who you are and help us to stand firm in that. Help us not be ashamed of who we are in you, but to be rooted and grounded in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving us the strength to endure this season. Help us to endure it in a manner that brings you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, my podcast family. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.